0: This is the All The More Podcast, where we are continually searching out scriptural truths all the more. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Levi Moore, and I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Aaron Moore. This week, we will be looking into the origins of the universe in Genesis 1 and 2. Let's see what God has in store for us today and dive on into his word. All right, guys, welcome to the all the more podcast. We're glad to have you all back again this week. Um, Aaron and I are going to be going through uh, creation and, uh, you know, the faith involved therein. Uh, So let's go ahead and start off with uh, Hebrews 11 verse three. And uh, Aaron, if you want to go and read that one, that'd be good.
1: By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible.
0: All right, yeah. So, like that, um, you know, by faith we understand the universe is created by the word of God. Now, what, what, like the fir- first thing I think of when I see the word of God, like, is is you know Jesus, because you know it goes back to like, you know, uh, you know John one. You know, right, you know, uh, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Uh, and, um, you yeah, know, so, uh, the, uh you, you and I were talking the other day, and uh, you, you had kind of a interesting, um, I guess, thought. You want to share that?
1: Um, can't even remember what the thought was. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah in, the th- in the beginning, uh, talking about Genesis 1 and 2. Uh, there's a preacher I heard preach a while back. His name was uh, Joe Arthur, and he made a really interesting uh, thought to me. And it was about a, uh, you know, in in the beginning, uh, one of the most important things that was listed there in, in in Genesis one verses, chapter one, verse one and two, was that that was the first time, uh, I guess, in recorded history of the Bible or anything, that the that uh, the Holy Spirit was introduced to us. And uh, it says, you know, in the beginning. The, that he was the spirit was hovering over the waters, and uh, I think that's a pretty powerful thing that uh, all of us need to remember. Basically, the there's the, such a powerful event that because uh, you know, his his it says that his the spirit of God was hovering over the waters, which is a really another interesting point. We'll get back to the waters part, but in the beginning, he says that the spirit of God was hovering over the waters and there was nothingness, and uh, because of his sheer might and power. He was able to create every everything from the mere utterance of his word, and the entire entire world is still in perpetual motion. is still moving. Things are still happening. Uh, cells in our bodies are still dividing. Planets are still turning. The waves are still crashing because of the power and the might of of God. And uh, and I thought it was really important that uh, people understand that. In the beginning the you know like in John says in the beginning the word was with God and the word is referring to Jesus Christ and uh it also uh, tells in the beginning that uh the Holy Spirit was like that the Trinity was there and so uh God is eternal and uh, his power is also eternal because we're seeing it still in motion today
0: yeah yeah <clears throat> that, that brings to mind the the passage in Colossians 1 uh, 15 to 17. It says, he being Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in all things hold together. Or in in him, all things hold together. And so, yeah, I, I, I just thought that was a, you know, kind of a pretty cool parallel passage um you know talking about how you know uh you know the holy spirit was there at the beginning uh and and you know through the holy spirit all things are still uh you know spinning and turning and going on but then we have you know this passage here with uh Colossians talking about the same thing with you know the holy with with Jesus Christ being there um and you know in him everything holds together um,
1: right. yeah. that's another thing, like I was t- talking about the other day, about, you know, there's two different, like, sp- specifically talking about faith and uh, how do we know through faith that God created the world versus anything else. And, you know, I was talking about the, to you the other day about, uh, you know, there's two different trains of thought, you know, either you have a creationist mindset, which would be the biblical mindset or right. worldview versus you could have the scientific or whatever other, whatever you else you want to call it, a big secular. bang theory worldview. And, um, you know, both of those things you have to have faith to have to understand either one of those, because no one alive today was there at the beginning of the world except God or the Trinity anyway. Right. And so you have to have faith that either in the beginning there was God or you have to have faith. And in, in the beginning there was dirt. And, uh, both of the, I mean, both things you have to have faith and both things are religions, whether people want to admit it or not. Like I was telling you the only the thing that the, only, the difference between the two is one religion is freely preached in churches around America and the other religion is preached in public schools with taxpayer money. Yeah. And so that's, that's the only real difference. You know, science can give you the answer. Like they they can tell you, they can always give you answers on things observed. Right. And uh, I think that's what the, the author of Hebrews was talking about, specifically talking to the Jews at the time uh, was that, you know, they already had belief or they already had faith. or they, I guess they already had a belief that God created the world. Right. I mean, all the religious people, they already had at the time, the thought that, you know, they already believed that. And they, and Paul or not Paul, but the right author of Hebrews was saying, you know, you already have faith because it takes faith to do that. And, that he was basically explaining, this is what faith is. Right. You know, you already know what it is, and you know, uh, you know, you already have the foundation of faith. But anyway, what I was trying to say is that the science can tell you what they observe, but it can't tell you the why.
0: Right. Right. Well, it, like the. Well, go ahead. Well, it's like the uh uh. The, there's a guy on uh, on YouTube. He has a channel called Living Waters. His name is uh uh Ray Comfort. It, like when when he talks to people and shares the gospel, he always says this, you ask them the question, you know, uh, do you believe in the scientific possibility or the scientific impossibility that nothing created everything? Because that's, you know, what a lot of the proponents of the big bang theory are basically saying that there was absolutely nothing. And then out of nowhere, there is this uh, immensely dense, you know, singularity of light. And then there was, you know, something caused it to go bang. Um, and then we had, Everything, which goes completely against everything, that, like the you know, the second law of thermo, thermodynamics, which states that you know everything essentially goes from higher energy to lower energy. Everything goes from being highly ordered to lowly ordered, or you know, uh, from complex to being disordered. So, right. so you know, a good example, a simple example, of that is, you know, you know, kids cleaning their rooms. Their parents make them clean up their room and a lot of them by the end of the first day they've cleaned their room their their clothes and their toys and whatever else are already strewn across the room all over again yeah and so uh you know, everything you know be it a bedroom or be it tools that were brand new and then got left out in the rain um everything goes from being or better yet a person we go from being young to being old <laughs> you know right uh so yeah you know, everything obeys the second law of thermodynamics but you know the you know these secular evolutionary scientists are so-called scientists. They don't want to, uh, you know, observe or they don't want to push and, and, and agree with the actual observations. They just want to push an agenda.
1: Right. And that's another thing is the, you know, to understand evolution or the way science works, you have to have the premise that what happened yesterday will, for some reason happen today and also happen tomorrow. Right. And, uh, even though no one knows what will happen tomorrow, and no one knows what happened before pre-recorded history either, so I mean there has to be that's where the word or Jesus Christ, uh, the Son of God, was cr- keeping keeps things in order like right. you were talking about before. And uh, there's another illustration that I, that Kent Hovind guy. I don't, if anybody's listening, I recommend looking up Kent Hovind videos. Uh, he's a creationist, and uh, I think he's got a lot of good points. But this whole thing about trying to you know figure out the beginning of the earth he used the illustration of a candlestick and uh, you know he says there's a guy walked into a room saw a candle burning and uh, they said through science they can figure out uh, how old the candle is or you know when it started burning because they can you know do a couple measurements you know but uh, you know they can measure uh, I guess they're trying to figure out how long has it been burning like scientists now try to figure out how old is the world and so they would say, well, we can simply uh you know measure the rate at the speed of which it is burning and then uh I guess some other thing, I can't think of it right a second. But use some of these things for they can observe right now, but still no one knows you would also have to know the length of the candle. Right. Yeah to understand how long it's been burning. So it's like the whole carbon dating thing. All right. uh, <laughs> you know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean,
0: you yeah, know well, yeah, and, and talk about carbon dating the problem with carbon dating it, it is a very accurate method of dating things but they start with this this assumption that there they presume that there was um, you know some astronomical amount of carbon-14 at, at the beginning of uh, of everything and so you know, so let, let, let's say they think there was like a thousand you know pieces of carbon 14 at the, uh, at the beginning of all things. And now we're down to like 10 when in reality, it's more like we were, we had maybe 50 pieces of carbon 14 at the beginning. And now we're down to whatever we're down to, you know, that, that they assume there's some huge amount and, and, uh, and, and so that that's where the problem is, is, is their assumptions. But, right. uh, yeah, it, if they start, uh, cause, cause you know, they, 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 someone said that there was 4, 4.6 billion years is how old the earth is. And so they assume, Oh, well, there's this much today of carbon 14. So let's extrapolate backwards and figure out what, what it would be at 4.6 billion years of age. You know, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't follow.
1: Right. Yeah. There's a lot of good. I mean, I think both of us were both in or have been in science related fields and uh, I definitely enjoy science. I think you enjoy science too. But uh, you know, the whole thing about science is is you have to stick to what you can observe, because uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that you can observe. And that's why I say that you you know, science can be good. You know, you can figure out right. things. The science has done a lot of medicine and this that and the other. But when you start teaching things as fact, when you never observed it, like, right, like no evolution. one's ever no one's ever seen a star being created. No one's ever seen uh something evolve. Yeah. Uh no one's no one's seen a lot of these things, but they'll sit there and ponder about how it can happen.
0: No one's seeing a monkey become a person.
1: Yeah. <laughs> some people laugh at that argument about, you know, if if, if humans uh evolve from monkeys and why are they still monkeys and stuff like that. And, yeah. And like why would a human like they call us the naked ape? Because, you know, I personally have a lot of hair, you know, no. so somebody might comment, "Think I'm a gorilla or something." But, you know, uh, why would something evolve from having more hair to having less hair? It almost doesn't even make a whole lot of sense. But uh, there's a whole book on that, The Naked Ape. Yeah, you, know,
0: you know, if you look at Genesis one and the way that uh, God put everything together, there there's really a, a pattern. There's a, a a method to the madness, as it were so we have light then you know the waters and the heavens being created and the land being created uh and then and so that was day day 1 2 and 3 on days on day 4 he goes back and and fills in uh he gives a source to the light um yeah and so that's on yeah, day 4 he he says let, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens uh, and he, he, you so it can be used for signs and seasons and days and years. Um, so he, he created the sun and the moon and the stars on day five, he goes in and he fills in the, the sea. You know, he created the sea cre the sea first, and then put sea creatures in it. He you know, f- created the, the atmospheric heavens, and then he added air, you know, birds to it. Uh, and the same thing for the land. He created the land first and then gave land creatures to it. Um, and before he created the land creatures and all the other creatures, he put you know, vegetation on the earth and that was back here in day three. So, you know, he, he did it in a very methodical, um, you know, organized way. And, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know about, you know, about some people, but like, that's a whole lot more believable to me than, than, um, you know, bang. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and then it all happened, you know? Uh, yeah.
1: There's another good argument that, uh, That goes against, you know, the biblical view versus the uh, Big Bang theory view, or whatever you want to call the view. Uh, In verse one, it says, "In the beginning, God created the heaven." Or this is verse, chapter one, verse one of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was out without form and void, and the darkness was over the the face of the deep. Yeah, and 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 the it says, and then it says the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The first thing, you know, they'll tell you that uh, the Earth started off as a molten mass of rock uh, out in the universe, and then slowly cooled down over millions of years, and all yeah. this other stuff. And then, you know, it slowly rained on the Earth, which then was boiling up, and then causing these uh, microorganisms, or or not even microorganisms yet, but just like simple. Uh, macromolecules or whatever in forming and that's how it evolved over millions of years to get there right but clearly it says right here in the beginning says the earth was without form and void and the darkness was over the face of the deep and then it clearly says there the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the waters which uh was interesting to me because it's it's not the over the face of the volcano or yeah. <laughs> not over the face of the molten rock mass It says over the face of the water. So clearly it says, and also go back up here. It says the earth earth was without form void and darkness was over the face of the deep. So clearly anybody's ever seen molten rock or volcano or whatever, it's going to be, it's going to be putting off light. I mean, you're gonna be able to see it. Right. And, uh, clearly, uh, there was darkness. And I think also, uh, this is kind of not necessarily about creation, but this is about in general what what uh God does for us and especially what the Holy Spirit does for us is uh, you know, you see, just like how the earth was without form, void, and in darkness, uh, just like we as are not we, but people who are in unbelief, are people like we were except for the saving grace of Jesus Christ. We're without form, void and in darkness. But then the Spirit of God comes, and then uh, through our faith in Jesus Christ, we can be saved, and then we are made into something, just like the potter's clay, or you know, we were made into a new creature. Right. And uh, I think the uh, everything—it's crazy how everything in the Bible, to me, it seems like it points back. Everything points to Jesus, or like God's redemption, or God's saving grace, or you know, everything He does points back to Himself. And I think. Uh, so that's pretty good
0: that's really ultimately the, the whole purpose of of scripture is pointing to to uh to Jesus because like if if you, if you notice like the first the first 11 chapters of Genesis like cover a you know enormous amount of time uh, uh yeah or I say enormous amount of time it covers a lot of ground like there's you know, it, it goes from you know, for the for the creation of all things, and then it goes into uh, it's kind of like a, you know uh, you know like a super broad topic, and it kind of funnels down to where you get to Noah, and then you know at the end of chapter 11 uh, in uh, in Genesis, you know you, you finally end up with you know Abraham or Abram later to be known as Abraham, uh, through whom the uh, the Savior or the Redeemer Jesus Christ would come through his family tree, and so all of Scripture starts off on this one place and then moves there to that, to that end place. Well, not to cut the discussion on creation short, but I wanted to move on to another topic that I thought was uh, very important uh, to discuss, especially um, in today's society and culture. And that's the, the topic of the creation of man you found in the, uh, the end of chapter one and where it's recapped in chapter two. So um, Aaron, do you have any, um, Any certain thoughts or specific thoughts you wanted to share on on the creation of man?
1: Uh, Yeah, I got a couple of observations. Um, One thing, uh, which is why, well, yeah, I mean, God was, like I said, God God created uh, man to be, to uh, have fellowship with him, to worship him, uh, because, I mean, he wanted... He, I guess you would say, he wanted companionship or something. Yeah, and, right. Uh, yeah, you know, we, were, we created just to, to serve him. Right. And and uh, and from the from the very beginning, you know, like like I says, you know, that Jesus' death on the cross, God knew from the very beginning that we were going to sin, and said Jesus' death on the cross was preordained before the beginning of the world, and so from the very beginning, uh, God wanted us to to love Him and to serve Him, and right. He already know knew that we were going to be sinful, and He already uh, paved the way and made a way for us to get out. He already, he already, he already knew that he was going to send a savior to die for our sins. And um, to me, that sounds a heck of a lot better than saying like like versus the rigid the religion of of uh, big bang theory or science or right. whatever. Saying you know, which that, that goes into a whole nother thing is uh, why is man here? You know, the atheists would believe that you know we just come up from some primordial soup and then we evolved into fish and walked on the land, right. brought the legs, and so. There's another whole group of questions that have to be asked, you know, versus creationism versus sciences. If there is no God, then then where do our morals come from? Where do our ethics come from? Where, I mean, what is the point of even existing? Right. Because the atheist will say, "Oh, well, we're good people. We have we have good morals. You know, we just want to do what's right." Well, who in the world told you what is right? Right. You know, w- without God, without because God is going to God. It, at the end of time, every knee will bow. Every time we'll confess that Jesus is Lord, whether you think it is or not. And, and me and you both know that. And, uh, but you know, without God, you can't, you can't have ethics. You don't know what's good and bad. You know, how do you know what is good? And the other question is without God, why do you care what is good, Mr. Atheist? You know, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. So, uh. You know, if you look at the worldview of creationism and being a Christian, you understand that your life, you know, the science people will, will, will tell you that th- theoretically your life has no meaning. Yeah. But if you're a Christian, you'll obviously see that uh, you're, you're, you were made on purpose, not by a happenstance in the middle of the universe out of a pool of soup. And you were created to serve an almighty and powerful God. And uh, obviously, he cared enough about you to send his own son to die for you on the cross. Well,
0: and, and you know, w- with that point there, like you know, it looking at it, looking at at life from a, in a from an entirely secular, scientific viewpoint, um, you know, you ask, you know, what is a person worth? Well, if you were to take, you know, break the, the human human body down into you know strictly elemental um, pieces, you know, being the carbon, the oxygen, hydrogen, phosphorus. Yeah, you know, all that. Uh, you know, I this don't quote me on this exact number, but you know, like I, I know that that, that, that you know, every human would be less would be worth less than one hundred dollars. You know, you, you if you were to purchase, um, purchase the 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 ele- elemental pieces to make the person. You know, uh, yeah. and so you know, ultimately that's why when it comes to abortion, I mean, you know, people people don't have don't you know a lot of people don't don't see the worth and in the, in the, in the unborn child because you know that child is they are growing on their own their cells are reproducing and redividing on their own uh and and yeah. already has a heartbeat at 18 weeks uh or, excuse yeah. me 18 days which is um you know bef- you know really you know that's before typically before someone has even realized oh i've missed my my cycle i'm i'm pregnant you know, yeah. So by the time they get an abortion, uh, most of the time that child is already, you know, you know, two, three months along. I mean that that's a long while, you know. Um, oh yeah. And uh, and, and 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 you're talking about um, you know, the worth of people in and, 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 you know, Genesis one, you know, talks about how you know uh in verse twenty seven of chapter one it says, so God created man in His own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. You know, God made us in a specific you know, form. He made us male and female. He didn't make us male, female, Z, they, whatever other pronoun or descriptor that we are going to use today. I mean, that is not politically correct or socially sensitive, but, you know, we, we can't help delusions, I mean, you know, yep. we, we we you know, we're not supposed to be um you know, accepting delusions now. We're to have compassion on those people and help them to accept the fact that they were that, that this boy was actually born a boy, you know, and this girl okay. was actually born a girl. And when they come to a realization that that is the actual reality because that's what truth is. Truth is, you know, when it's something that it's uh, saying something that is in accord with reality. I mean, right. You know, uh, and you know, most I,
1: importantly, his word. Well,
0: right, right. Exactly. You know, I, you know, uh, I, I can say that, you know, that, that I, uh, I self identify as a seven year old girl. Um, yep. I, and, 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 you know, society today says that they, that, that I'll have to, they have to agree with me. Um, but you know, reality says that i am not a seven-year-old girl you know i'm a full girl man <laughs> you know um yeah but anyways uh and 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 so you like know i said you, you know we're to have compassion on them and to help them realize that their that their god created them and you know as a man or as a woman
1: yeah i mean so he created them that way on purpose and uh it wasn't a mistake like you know god like I said, God wanted to have a relationship with us. With us, He wants us to glorify Him, and uh, we have value because He took the time to make each and every one of us, just like He created every other thing. And uh, like I guess it says, you know, if if He's worried about feeding the birds of the sky and and the lilies in the field, then of course He He worries about the needs of His own of His people. Right. And and in, in Genesis, you know, also sees where. Uh, God put Adam in charge of everything that walks and crawls on the earth and fish of the sea and put him in charge of everything, you know, to use and to survive and to eat and to make shelter or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, all of us have, if you're a human being, which you are in, the, in, in our view at conception, then then you have worth. And uh, you have enough worth, like we said before, that God sent his only begotten son to die for you. And, right. uh, when he, when, when he, when he died for you, God knew and Jesus knew that you were going to keep sinning anyway. Right. And, uh, you know, so it's not like he died. He died for your sin once and for all, but he did it, gave everything he had knowing that you would continue to do it, which is, which is terrible. I mean, it's, I'm I'm glad he did it, but it's terrible on our parts because we are sinful.
0: Yeah. Creatures.
1: Right. Oh, we still have value. In his eyes.
0: If you look in uh, chapter two, verse seven, you know, it says, "Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature." Like the 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 um, the the Hebrew there for where it says, "Then the Lord formed the man of the dust from the ground." Like the 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 picture you know given by that that phrasing in the Hebrew you, know, it, you know, is, is like, you know, God got down on his knees and grabbed the dust from the ground with his hands and formed it personally, you know, cause you notice, you know, back in chapter one, you know, everything, you know, God spoke light into light into existence. He spoke the heavens into existence and the, you know, separating the land from the water or water from the land and, and, and you know, the, 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 uh, air from the water. I mean, you know, he separated and, and create and caused all these creatures to be, to, to happen by speaking. But then when it comes to man, you know, the pinnacle of all creation, he comes along and he stoops down and forms, uh, forms the you know, man from the dust of the ground. And then more than that, not only does he sculpt him personally, but he then breathes his own breath into the nostrils of the man that he has formed and makes him a living creature. Uh, that that is a very a very personal God sound, you know sounds like to me, you know. Yeah. You know, especially knowing that the 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 being that I am creating, you know, they they will they will later turn on me, and you know, and then I will have to bail them out by sacrificing my one and only son. Um, yeah. Now you know, I know, you know I know myself being a very selfish person. I don't know. I, I don't know that I would be willing to sacrifice my son for you know for 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 the 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 ne'er do wells that we are. I mean, yeah. like, oh yeah. So yeah, you know, that uh, I I, I you know, thought that was you know a really you know really powerful you know image there you know, sh- you know that that God would get down on his knees and form us you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he made us on purpose, and that's the biggest thing we're, like, we're talking about creationism is that. Everything was on purpose, but science or these textbooks or whatever, these colleges, universities, they would have you think that it was all by chance, you know, give us 50 bazillion years and something will happen, you know, on accident. Right. And uh, and which there's no meaning in that. And that's what all of our viewers need to understand if they're, whether they're a Christian or not a Christian or whatever, is the fact that your, your faith, you know, we're, we're talking about faith, Uh, your faith in Jesus, your faith in Jesus will will save you and gives meaning to your life. And uh, just like we have to have, you know, the whole faith in the beginning of time is a foundation of what faith is. You know, you have to you know, either believe God exists or he doesn't. Right. And you believe in the beginning was God or was dirt. To me, it seems like he's talking about, it seems like it makes a lot more sense, but it also... I mean, it gives your life meaning. And, you know, we're not simply people searching. Oh, we're just trying to find meaning in our lives. You know, I think we're searching for truth. Right. And it happened that the truth is we have meaning, we have purpose, we have worth, we have value. And we get our value from the creator of the universe who also created everything else in the world on purpose. And so I think that's pretty encouraging. Right. I mean, that's that's a foundation of the faith. You know, you have value because God created you on purpose, and then sent His Son to die for your sins on purpose, right? Not by accident.
0: Yeah, well, and, and and yeah, I, I think I think we would be remiss to uh, to not mention, you know, how, how like the the relationship of you know man uh, men to women, you know, because you, know, cause, you know, that that relationship you know is 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 you know spoken of here in in um in chapter two of Genesis. And and that that really sets the scene for the rest of the rest of uh, of, of time, um, yeah, because you know, you know God, you know God, you know, or you know Jesus and the church. You know Jesus, you know, you know is, is the bridegroom and the church is the bride. And you know Christ loved the church so much that he gave his life for her. And so you know G, you know uh, that 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 same example is seen here in, in Genesis two twenty one. because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. You know that, you know, there, um, I assume you, you know who uh, Matthew Henry is, right?
1: Mm, not really.
0: Okay. Well, Ma- Matthew Henry was, a, uh, he, he, he wrote a, wrote a commentary on the, uh, on the whole Bible. Um, but anyhow, he 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 was from back I think in the 17 or 1800s. Um, but anyhow, uh, in 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 uh, in his commentary, he wrote, uh, "The woman was made of a rib out of the side of Adam, not made out of his head to rule over him, nor out of his feet to be trampled upon by him, but out of his side to be equal with him, under his arm to be protected, and near his heart to be beloved." And that is, I believe, a a good picture of the the same relationship that that you know we as the church are to have with Christ you know you know he you know Christ created us so that we could have that relationship with him you know and 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 he protects us and and uh you know are loved by him just as we should love him but um and and the same should be you know for you know for men and women you know as husband and wife they you know they should love one another in the same way right but, uh, and you know, by the way, this is the, the first, um, uh, the first hymn of praise in, or, or the first hy- song, you know, recorded in scripture is there in verse 23. And it's also the first marriage ceremony, which is in, in that, that, you know, the record in scripture. And that's why we have, you know, the father bring the bride to the groom is because God brought Eve to Adam. Uh, but uh, do, do, do you have any other, uh, any other thoughts on, on, uh, Genesis one and two or creation in general?
1: I got one thought that has to do with Genesis one and two. Okay. Um well, verse verses one and two. Okay. Talking about the Holy Spirit. To, I guess a take-home message besides the fact that, you know, the foundation of our faith is the belief that God created the universe and that he created us on purpose. Right. And not on purpose. Yeah, but on no. purpose. But the other important takeaway thing from from the from the creation. I think, is the is the sheer power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, like you see, like we talked about before, the Spirit, you know, talking about the whole perpetual motion, the Spirit was hovering over the waters, and by His mere words, His mere utterance, He just created all these things. Right. And uh, as Christians, the take-home message should be that the same Spirit of God that created the entire universe— create everything in it that that spirit is dwelling in your heart if you're a christian the holy spirit is walking with you every day and so the spirit of god you know if you you have all that power and all that might and and all that is inside your body then imagine if the church today would use that power for the gloryment of god i mean if everybody just uh stood up for jesus stood up for God, praised Him, and uh, went and did what we're called to do and tell the whole world about His goodness and His grace. Imagine what would happen. I mean, revival people couldn't stop shouting. People couldn't stop breaking out in revival because the same God, the same Spirit that spoke the world into existence is in our heart, and we have the power. You know, like I used before, we have the function for the unction. We have everything we need, uh, and if we have nothing else, we have the Holy Spirit. And that should be encouraging, that encourages me. And uh, it also reminds me that we have, I mean, we have the power, you know, God, God created us for a purpose to glorify him. He sent his son to save us. And so because of our worth, you know, the least we can do what God has commanded us to do is go and tell the good news. Right. And that's the good news that we have a savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, that's my closing thoughts anyway.
0: Speaking of the Holy Spirit, uh, there, there's a book written written by uh, Francis Chan. It's called uh, "The Forgotten God," and you know, a lot of times we 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 Christians, uh, you know, we always talk about God the Father and Jesus Christ. We always always talk about them and pray, you know, in Jesus' name and we pray to God. But oftentimes we we forget entirely that the Holy Spirit is even involved in our lives. That the Holy Spirit oh, yeah. is the one that you know gives us the. Uh, you know, that, that, you know, communicates to God for us when we can't even voice what our problems are or what we are having trouble with or what we, even when we don't even know how to praise and all we can do is say, thank you, God, you know, the, you know, the spirit is the one that, that, you know, translates our innermost and deepest, um, you know, urgings. And so, you know, and like you're saying, the sheer fact that that same spirit that was responsible for for you know for creation um you know is within us. I mean what do we have to fear? What do we have to be be uh afraid of when when it comes to you know being obedient and sharing his 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 name,
1: you know? What do we have to complain about or, or worry about, you know, we should be thanking him every single day. And like even if God never blessed us one more time, we should be singing his praises all the way into Eternity or all the way to heaven, right. because not only did he send his son to forgive us our sin of our sins, he sent us the Holy Spirit to guide us and help us and give us the power to do his will. And um, and so I mean that that right there is enough. Besides just the sheer God's awesomeness and His glory is enough for our praise. But He already went over and above by giving us those two things. Right. And what else can? I mean, that's enough.
0: Yeah, I mean that that, that, that that's it. You know, like
1: more than enough. <laughs>
0: yeah, you, 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 the 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 sheer fact that we were that you know we are here today and we have you know a a beautiful world to uh, that proclaims His glory, screams, "Hey, there is a God that loves you and created you." Uh, you know, I mean that that or there is enough you know for for us to 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 uh, want to, to you know, for us to want to desire to to worship Him and to be with Him and uh and and more importantly to share his his gospel with other people and that's you know that's that's what you know what you and I are here here trying to do is to you know search out these scriptural truths and 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 share what we find with um with anyone who will listen you know um, that's it so uh but yeah you know, for 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 those of you listening um you know if uh if anything that today we we have said has is, is as uh you know struck a chord with you you know uh feel free to uh, drop us a line or email and the, uh, the, the contact us page on, uh, all the And, uh, we will be sure to, to try to, uh, answer your questions and, uh, and, you know, either on, you know, on air or, or just by responding via email or both. And, uh, we'll be glad to, uh, to hear from you. And so we hope that, um, that this has been something, for, uh, that y'all can get, get something from, and, uh, we hope to, uh, have y'all back in two weeks. So thanks.
1: Yep. Thank you much.
0: Thanks for listening to the all the more podcast. If you like what you've heard or are interested in other related content, head on over to allthemore.com. That's all the more with two O's.com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher or your other favorite podcasting app until next time keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more.